What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTV Ravens Media, bringing you Ravens content every single day. If you want to see the daily Ravens content, make sure to hit the subscribe button down below and hit the notification bell as well if you want to get notified every single time I upload a brand new video. Now, this is going to be another episode of the Trust the Bank podcast here. We have two segments for you. We're going to start off this one. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll just be this in the video talking about trading for Mark Andrews or trading Mark Andrews away. So, you know, we'll definitely give our thoughts on that and then we'll get into kind of the the one thing the Ravens should still do before, you know, the season starts. What's the one hole? What's the one need? What is the one thing that we think Eric DaCosta should do? And I'm going to I'm going to make the executive decision right now. Nothing to do with firing Greg Roman. Um, that's too obvious of an answer, but if you are watching this on YouTube, fun fact on Spotify now, they added a feature where you can actually have videoed podcasts. So what I've actually started doing over the last couple of weeks or over the, about the last week or so, I've been uploading the videos also onto Spotify. So if you're watching on YouTube and you want to be able to watch it, you know, with the closed YouTube app, because I know on YouTube you have to have um, whatever it's called, YouTube Premium or YouTube TV or whatever it is, so you can close the app um, and it can still play. You can actually do that on Spotify um, and you can listen to the episode. And if you want to watch it, you can open it up on Spotify and watch the podcast uh, video section, which is exactly how it looks on YouTube. So um, I don't know how if you know Spotify puts breaks and ads or anything like that in there. I think it just works how Spotify normally works. I'm not super in tune with how exactly it works, but I don't think there's any ads or anything like that. So if you guys want that, um, go check it out on Spotify. And if you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. But Joshua, we talked about this last year. Um, before the draft, we did an Is This Stupid segment talking about, hey, would it be really that stupid to trade Mark Andrews? The answer was yes. But now, you know, there was recently a, a trade proposal that's kind of been circling the internet, um, talking about how the Ravens should trade Mark Andrews. And now the trade that was offered was Mark Andrews in a fifth round pick for a third round pick and Omari Rogers from the Green Bay Packers and Robert Tunyon. That's a terrible trade. Um, but overall, what is kind of your thoughts on Mark Andrews and potentially trading him? Is it an absolutely never do it no matter what? Um, or is there a situation where you could see, hey, maybe the Ravens do trade him away? I mean, honestly, you know, I would say if Lamar Jackson leaves and they just pretty much say, you know what, we're just going to rebuild from the bottom up and actually, you know, um, draft the quarterback, believe in him, and start surrounding, start surrounding pieces around him from the get-go, I mean, I can see that possibly happening. But, I mean, we locked we lock Mark Andrews up. You know, he's one of the best tight ends in the league, you know, arguably. arguably. Um, we know how to produce tight ends. And um, and right now, yes, uh, people could say, oh, yeah, the tight, end, the tight end room is very overcrowded. But at the same time, it's not to the point where it's someone trying to fight for more reps or trying to, you know, take over the leading spot, Hayden Hurst. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's not that type of situation at all here in Baltimore right now. So, I mean, it would be crazy to trade away Lamar Jackson's number one target in Mark Andrews, but is it possible? It is, because they just showed that it's possible to trade away their wide receiver and um, make a bigger statement and in, 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 in addressing a bigger need. But anything can happen with the Ravens. So, you know, being a Ravens fan, you just got to be able to uh, take the punches. Just not like rolling uh, uh, Romero, though. <laughs> yeah, for me, I like what you brought up. The only way we trade Mark Andrews is if we lose Lamar Jackson. 
Because at that point, then you're like, okay, now we got a tank. And and how do you tank? You get rid of your best players. And Mark Andrews is, I, I would say, a top, I'll say a top three player on the Ravens roster. I, I'll yeah. say Lamar one. I'm not counting special teams. Otherwise, Justin Tucker's number one, and then it's Lamar. But Lamar one, and then I'll probably say Marlon two, and then Mark Andrews. But you could honestly say Mark Andrews is number two. You can arguably say Mark yeah. Andrews is the best player on the team because, you know, he was the best tight end in the NFL last year. He was the best at his position. Yep. And and no other, most other Ravens players aren't the best at their position. Now, Lamar is one of the best at the most important position, so obviously that's why I give him the, the, the nod. But overall, like, Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's guy. Whenever you have a duo that is that good, you never want to split them up because Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, it's not just, I mean, it's not the scheme. It's not the scheme that makes Mark Andrews great. We watch so often that where Lamar Jackson breaks out of the pocket and scrambles and they've talked about it plenty of times. They play backyard football. You know, shout out to Pablo Sanchez. But overall, what they do is they move and they have chemistry and they know exactly where the other guy is going to be. If you guys remember, you know, one of the best Ravens games in recent memory, the the Monday night football game against the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, the the post-poop Lamar, the, the Superman action Jackson, you know, whatever you want to call the game. The Trace McSorley came in for a two-drive game, whatever whatever you want to call it. In that game, we saw Lamar Jackson at the end of the first half make an unbelievable play to Mark Andrews to get them into the red zone. Or maybe they even scored, but I think it was to get them into the red zone. Where Lamar Jackson rolls out to the right and throws it up to Mark Andrews who broke up the sideline and he is able to catch it behind the defense and run up the field. That's not something that's taught. Now, I love the Ravens' new tight ends. I love Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler. I like a lot of the guys the Ravens have, you know, from, you know, previous years, undrafted players, all that stuff. The Ravens have a lot of potential there. However, the Ravens don't have anybody outside of Mark Andrews in the entire roster, wide receiver, tight end, running back, that has that type of chemistry and ability to play with Lamar Jackson. Hollywood was the only guy that had it. Hollywood's gone now. (laughs) So, you know, when you have guys that have wide receivers or tight ends that they are that familiar with, you don't want to lose that. Look at Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah, he lost out on Randy Moss. But Randy Moss was just open. You know who he didn't want to lose out on ever? Gronk. Because those guys knew exactly where to put the ball. Edelman. Edelman knew exactly where he was going to put the ball. He had to make sure that he had his guy there. Because if you don't have your guy, it's going to be much more difficult to get that ball. You know, Joe Flacco, who did he have? He had Torrey Smith. That was his guy, right? That was the guy that he knew where he was going to be. He also had Dennis Pitta. When you're, for the hit. <laughs> yeah, like when you have players like that that have that dynamic of a duo, Patrick Mahomes had, no longer has, Tyree Kill. Like those, and Patrick Mahomes, what was he able to do? He would just back up and he would just throw it and he wouldn't even throw it to where Tyreek is running. He would throw it up and Tyreek would be like, oh, I know he's going to throw it to the left of me. And he would just break left. And, you know, running a nine route and he would be like, you know what? Mahomes is going to throw this to the middle of the field. I'm just going to completely turn. That's the type of chemistry that they have. I like all the Ravens wide receivers. But unless we see one of them develop it, that chemistry, that rapport with Lamar, we can't get rid of Mark Andrews because that's the guy you go to when you need to score. The Indianapolis Colts game this last season was 
I would say, the most impressive game from Lamar Jackson. And down the stretch of that game, what were the things that happened in that game? The first big play was Hollywood Brown for a, you know, a, a streak on the right side of the field. Lamar hits him. What happened the rest of that game? Mark Andrews over the middle. 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 They start going for two-point conversions. What did they do? Mark Andrews over the middle. That quick flip pass. What do they do when they go for two? Hollywood Brown. You know, getting it to him. It's all about the faith and the rapport that you have with those players. You know who didn't have a good rapport with one of those players? Tyler Huntley. The Tyler Huntley, Hollywood Brown connection is the worst connection ever. They, they were never on the same page. I like both of them as players. They're both good football players. But they just could not get in rhythm. And when you can't get in rhythm, it's going to hurt your team. And Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews are maybe the best tandem in the NFL. I think you can argue one. Honestly, I think you can only argue one other tandem. Maybe two. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And then you can say Brady and Gronk, but Gronk, we don't know if he's back. So that's about it. You know, everyone else is gone. Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett is gone. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is gone. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill is gone. All of the best quarterbacks are losing their best weapons. You know, you can maybe argue Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, but, they, you know, they're great together. Don't get me wrong. They're both fantastic players. But, like, I, I feel like Lamar and, and Mark Andrews is a better rapport. They have that chemistry down better. Stephon Diggs make Josh Allen. I'm, I'm going to just put it out there. Ooh. I'm going to put it out there. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I mean, let's be real about that. I mean, yeah, Josh Allen got a cannon, but once they made that trade, Stephon Diggs has made Josh Allen who Josh Allen is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We can argue that all day. So, overall, like, you can't get rid of a target like that because it's just going to hurt your team. What happened when Deshaun Watson had a rapport with a guy named DeAndre Hopkins? And then for some reason, his team stupidly traded him away. The rapport was gone, and all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson was in a very tough situation and, and really struggled because he had no running game, he had no offensive line, and he had no wide receivers <laughs> or tight ends. No, you don't man. lose your rapport. No, I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, it would just be asinine and just straight-up ludicrous doing Lamar Jackson's contract year to let go the only player that he has the best rapport with. I mean, granted, yes, he's been working. He's been working in the all season with you know um, Rashad Bateman and also James Prochet the second. But like you said, him and Mark and Lamar and Mark Andrews has the best rapport because they actually have game time experience together. I mean, not to say that James Prochet doesn't have game time experience, but when you're a quarterback, you got to have those guys that you know you can trust that can come out in the clutch. I mean, eventually, I feel like, you know, those guys will eventually develop, you know, into the, into those, you know, those guys that Lamar Jackson can trust. But we all know, we all know who was the main two targets for Lamar Jackson when it came down to, you know, bringing back the team or fighting back or even just being in the league. I mean, Mark Jackson, I mean, excuse me, Mark Jackson. You might as well call him Mark Jackson the way they play together. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, for being a third-round pick and just accelerating to – you know, who he is now. I mean, granted, you know, unfortunately, 
it was it was truly because Hayden Hurst, you know, went down, but you know, we got that next man up mentality, and from that next man up mentality, he just been doing the dang one thing. So I feel like, you know, if we were to trade Mark Andrews, I don't know what's going on. I wouldn't not understand what's going on in the uh, facility over there at Orange Mills. I'll just be a little uh, flabbergasted because uh, if you trade Mark Andrews, that means that we uh, we shipping we shipping somebody else out too before this while the season while the season start while the, while the season's going or after the season is over. I mean, if if I let go of Mark Andrews, I will see about trading Lamar Jackson during the season. I'm sorry if, if we're going to tank like that. If we're going to tank that bad, I'm just saying. <laughs> Mark Andrews is on a great deal. You know, he, he's getting paid around $16 million a year, which you may think, oh, that's pretty expensive. He's making the same amount of money as David Njoku. That's worthwhile. If you're getting arguably the best tight end in the NFL, last last year I wasn't willing to say that. I kept saying he's number three. I felt like he wasn't in the tier as Kittle and Kelsey. I felt like he needed a little bit longer to establish himself. I think he did that. I think he's in the top tier. David Njoku's not in that top tier. He's not in the he's not in the second tier or the third tier. He's in the fourth tier, maybe. Like, if you're getting that that kind of value at a position, that's worthwhile, right? Like, so it's not like he's on a bad contract. He's all. he's great with the coaches. He's great with the team. He's great for the system. Absolutely. Like overall, you you can't trade Mark Andrews. You can trade a lot of players. You could trade. I, I'm not saying the Ravens should trade. But you could trade Rashad Bateman. You could trade J.K. Dobbins. You could trade Gus Edwards or, or James Prochet or any of the wise. You could trade it. You can't trade Lamar. You can't trade Ronnie Stanley. You can't trade Mark Andrews. That's the offense, right? That's who the team is built around. The system won't work without those guys. Now, I hope Rashad Bateman becomes a piece of that system and he becomes untradeable. That's the hope. Um, I'm not saying the Ravens should. They should not trade him, but they could. Um, if they got some ridi ridiculous return, I talked about how I would be willing to trade um, him if it was getting us a top three pick in the draft or, or something like that, something ridiculous. That's not happening anymore. So, overall, Mark Andrews should not be traded, will not be traded, Honestly, can't be traded because of how detrimental it would be. But I don't know. I don't know what he would have to do to get traded. Maybe he had to. Maybe he just didn't like U uh, eight yet. Like he was like Lamar. That's a dumb name. And Lamar's like trade him. It's like in the dictator when he's just like, like get him out of here. You had to be in the doghouse like the whole season. You had to be literally an inactive player the whole season. A healthy scratch. Matter of fact, the first season, the first game of the season. He puts up 200 yards, three touchdowns, and after that, he goes. He's just an inactive player for the rest of the season. He's been in the doghouse for having a good, a good game the first week of the season. That's the only way uh, Mark Andrews um, gets traded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, unless he just came out and was just like, "I hate Baltimore." Yeah, I hate Lamar Jackson. Like it's not happening. He, he loves Lamar. There had to be some real controversy that the, that, that the media is currently looking for at Orange Mills facility every day, all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's get into the next segment. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, go check out the full podcast platform. You can even watch the video on Spotify now. So uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens roster. They did sign 
Mr. Fuller today, welcome welcome home, I guess we can actually say, which is rare, rare, bringing in actual Baltimore guys. We've wanted a lot of them, um, but we finally got one. Actually bringing back a Baltimore guy that will, you know, produce on the field. Yes. No offense, Cyrus, no offense. <laughs> you know, we also did get Tyler Beatty, so we, we got two of them. Even though he's not from Baltimore, he played yeah. high school football for one year yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah. But, uh, made, the move to, made the move to Memphis. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about this roster. When we analyze it, when we look at it, the Ravens can still make some moves. If they could make one move, what is the one thing they still need to make? Now, we are going to be focusing on the roster. That means no Greg Roman, no John Harbaugh, no anybody that's outside of the uh, – Outside of the the roster, it's just focusing on that. What can people, Eric DeCosta do? I know, I know. People are like, "What about the coaching roster?" No, no, no. See what y'all did there. We're not going to do that. We're not going too to do easy. That. <laughs> Greg Roman, you're gone. All right, let's get into the players. Um, hey, that's a, that's a good one, man. I mean, because honestly, looking at this roster, I have came to accept the fact that there won't be any moves. If there is a move, it will be a veteran guy that Mike still can produce. I mean, it was just wild hearing Marcel Darius being at OTAs. Like, yo, Marcel Darius used to be a household name. I mean, of course he could add some depth to that interior, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do I'm, I'm gonna give the Ravens spot what they want. The one the the one spot that the Ravens still need to fill is wide receiver. I mean, granted, yes, we do have Rashad Bateman coming on this, coming back in a sophomore year. I don't. I feel like he's going to be that guy that doesn't have a sophomore sophomore slump. I feel like he's the guy that's going to continue to progress and develop and become the wide receiver that we uh, know he can be. But I, we talked about this a lot. Lamar Jackson never had in his career in the NFL what Joe Flacco had, and Joe Flacco had. A savvy vet that also can still produce. He had Anquan Bolden. He had Derek Mason. He had Steve Smith Sr. He even had Mike Wallace. Uh, yeah, Mike Wallace. I know people, if someone says Jeremy Macklin in the. I was going to say Jeremy Macklin. <laughs> I'm going to roast you. Just know that. But um, literally, I mean, you had security. Joe Flacco had security blankets, and they were utilized. So right now, you know, granted, the wide receiver uh, vets, that the room is slim pickings. I mean, it's only Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, you know, which is named three guys that's technically injury prone, but, you know, back in a the day, they can, give you, they can give you some good production. So, I mean, that's the thing, you know. So now it's just finding a guy that, that really can – that understands the, the scheme that fits right in and doesn't demand a lot and just also be a real you know leader to this young wide receiver core i mean granted i have accepted that the fact that this is the wide receiver core we uh we're going to go into the season with i mean i'll take this over the 2019 wide receiver core any day um a lot of these young men have for sure hands you know um i don't i don't think you know between proche and duvernay even in the NFL, I don't think they have over 10 drops um, combined. So, I mean, 
I know he's saying, you know, give the young guys a chance, but at the same time, if you want Lamar Jackson to still stay here, if you still, if you want uh, Mark Andrews to still stay healthy and not get beat up and banged up the whole season, you're going to need someone that is, has for sure hands that can still get up and down the field, that can still be a security blanket, that still can get you touchdowns. I mean, heck. I mean, they didn't gave away. I mean, they can gave away Hollywood. I would see about. I would see if Arizona wants to spend the block back and give me AJ Green just to get back in the AFC, AFC North. I'm just saying he he produces out there still. So, I mean, that's 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 a that's a that's a that's a, that's a uh, position that I feel like uh, we can we can um, answer. We should answer. Yeah, for me, I think wide receiver is the spot but i really like the ravens young core so what i want to do is i want to allow this ravens young core to play Mm -hmm. and then when we get to november we get to december when it it starts becoming time to win we bring him in a 29 year old proven elite pro bowler all pro mr odell beckham jr Ooh, okay okay because I think I think everyone, a lot of people look at Odell and they're like, don't sign Odell, he won't be able to play most of the year. That could be a benefit to the Ravens because it'll give time for Bateman, Prochet, Duvernay, Wallace to all get legitimate time where the Ravens can recognize, hey, we know where we want them. Whereas if, if we had Odell, from, now having Odell from day one would be great. I'm not trying to say it's better that he won't play, but I'm, I'm just saying it's not a terrible thing because we could learn, hey, Devin Duvernay's really nice in trip sets lining up as the outside yeah. wide receiver or hey tylen wallace we we need to put him on the right side of the field like he did in college that's where he's the best you know send him on some deep routes we can just mix and match and explore what the best options are and then when we get odell the Ravens know what they're going to get out of odell a crisp route runner with really good hands and fantastic after the catch and he came in to uh, LA, I, for some reason I was thinking St. Louis, which that's, <laughs> that tells you how old I am. Um, it feels like they're still in St. Louis, but, um, overall he, when he left Cleveland, he, he played in six games for Cleveland last year, had 17 receptions for 232 yards, zero touchdowns goes to LA eight games, 305 yards and five touchdowns on 27 receptions. Okay. He became a guy that could finally get back into the end zone, which he had not done in Cleveland. He had three career touchdowns in Cleveland. Three. Wasn't scoring. Baker Mayfield was not getting him that football. But you look back at his New York Giants days, and you think, wow, why why did he fall off? I, I wrote an article about this back in 2020 when he went to the Cleveland Browns, talking about how The best comparison for him is Randy Moss because he was dominant when he came into the league. You know whose records he was breaking in time? Randy Moss's. I mean, he was coming in, getting touchdowns, getting yards, started off 10-plus touchdowns his first three years. Like, he was dominant in New York. And then he went to a new team. Randy Moss did the same thing. He was dominant in Minnesota. And he was like, ah, I'm out. Where did he go? The Raiders. Yeah. Where did Odell go? The Browns. Ah, did not have great quarterback play. Kind of struggled to get things going. Had a little bit of injuries. But then, 
A team with a good quarterback and a system says, hey, man, you want to come out? You want to come out and play? <laughs> that was Mr. Bill Belichick for Randy Moss, and that was Mr. Sean McVay for Odell Beckham Jr. And both of them came out, and they both were fantastic. Randy Moss came in in 2007, put up the greatest wide receiver season in history. Tom Brady put up, one at that point, the best passing season ever in terms of touchdowns and everything. Like It was unbelievable. You know, what Randy Moss was able to do with Tom Brady, Odell Beckham Jr. can be that guy. Now, am I expecting if the Ravens sign him for him to be like prime Randy Moss? No. But a change of scenery can be very good for these wide receivers that are on the, the diva side. Randy Moss was a diva. Terrell Owens was a diva. Right. Odell Beckham Jr. is a diva. And when you're a diva, you got to be happy for you to have success. A lot of times we, when things stop going your way, you start getting frustrated and you start playing worse. That's what happened to Odell in Cleveland. Baker's missing throws and it's it's cyclical. Odell gets mad at Baker and then Baker doesn't want to throw him the ball. He gets more mad and he starts playing worse and then it just keeps going and going. Odell has said that he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. Odell would have fun with Lamar Jackson. And when guys are having fun, Odell was having fun in LA. He is the type of player where when he's having fun, it's a good thing. Same with Lamar Jackson. When he's having fun, it's a good thing. Odell Beckham Jr. would not play right away, but that would allow the Ravens to see who they have. And then when they get Odell in November or December, they can they can put him into the lineup and they can, you know, really get going. Because he didn't play a lot with the Rams. Like, he missed the first eight games with the Rams. And then he played for them. So, like, he was able to step in and, and develop that chemistry with Matthew Stafford really quickly. Um, and in the playoffs, he was the best wide receiver in the playoffs. A lot of people will say Cooper Cup. A lot of people will say Jamar Chase. Odell Beckham Jr. was the best wide receiver in the playoffs. Now, he missed the Super Bowl um, after the first drive or so, or the first quarter, he got injured. But he was dominant. In the playoffs. I mean, he was open consistently, and Matthew Stafford was hitting him on those quick routes and everything. I want to find his playoff stats. I'm going to actually pull them up right now so I can actually go over them so I don't, you know, goof because NFL.com does not show playoff stats. <laughs> now I'm on Pro Football Reference. They show playoff stats. Four games, but really three games. He basically played in three games. I'll say three games, 21 receptions, 288 yards, and two touchdowns. And 12 first down receptions. I'll take that. I'll on take an 80% catch percentage. And that's just under 100 yards a game. One touchdown almost every game. Like, that's that's very doable. And those were against good defenses. That was against, you know, the 49ers. That was against the... Uh, can't even remember who the Rams played in the first round. Was it the Eagles? Was it? I think it was the Eagles. I can't even remember. Let's see here. Now, of course, I can't even remember. I, I believe it was the Eagles. But um, overall, they came out and they performed very well. And he performed very well. And he surprised a lot of people. Like, people in the regular season were like, oh, yeah, Odell, he came in and he was solid. But it wasn't like, oh, Odell's back. In the playoffs, people were like, Odell is back. Like he is running filthy routes, and they are designing plays for him. He had he mossed somebody, you know, on a fade route. He was back, and that's the type of player he could be with the Ravens when he just gets his footing with Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson has great touch, and he'd be able to work with him very, very well, and he could develop that type of rapport 
like he had with Hollywood and replace it with Odell. No, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I do like that take. I, I, I'm not mad at that at all. I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, getting getting a guy like that on the later end of the season, it would do us a lot of justice. I was like, you know, I was like, mm, let's take it another step further. We're getting, we're, we're about to get a young gun back, possibly in October, beginning of November. And everybody like, well, who you talking about? Who you talking about, Joshua? Talking about David Ajabo. Of course, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't I, I wasn't for the pick originally, but hey, he has a motor, he has great skills, he's getting he's getting his defense coordinator back, and also he's playing, he's playing, he's gonna be playing with his high school um running mate. So I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, the playbook and everything like that, I'm not worried about that. It's just him getting to that uh game speed and game stamina, you know. But once he I feel like, you know, once once that first snap and he's ready to go. I feel like um, him, him and Odafia away can definitely be that surge that we need to get us into the playoffs and actually, you know, solidify our run into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I definitely understand that. So, you know, it's it's all about getting the right players at the right time of the season because who who really knows how this beginning of the season can start? You know, I people are already saying that we're going to be smoking that Zach Wilson pack already for week one. You know, I, and, I'm going to take it a, f- a step further. Primetime, that Joe Burrow pack, that Joe Shiesty pack. You feel, you feel me? And Joe, and Joe ain't ain't Shiesty. Joe ain't Shiesty. And they, and they, and they, and they talking about we want to smoke that Joe, Joe Shiesty pack. Uh, week five. You know, we're definitely looking forward to that game. But I mean, honestly, that the first couple of weeks can go any type of way. And who knows when we keep when we keep on getting some of our guys back? Because you gotta remember, J.K. and Gus. Not they're not immediately going to be back. Ronnie Stanley, in my opinion, yes, they're saying he, he might be geared for week one, but I feel like they're going to take it slower this time and not rush him. So, you know, getting some of those, getting some of those guys that really can, you know, be that driving force. And even like Odell, even uh, Odell, maybe a Julio Jones, even a Will Fuller at the right time and the right, in the right position, they can help us get, they can help us get into that, uh, into that playoff contention. So, no, I definitely um, agree with that. Absolutely. Guys, please let us know if you think the Ravens should make a move. And I'm actually – I also found out, Spotify, you can put polls uh, and questions for for listeners. So, if you guys are listening on Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube – Make sure to answer the question that I'm going to put in the comments section because we want to know what you guys think. What's the what's the move the Ravens still need to make? And then also, if you're on, on Spotify, should the Ravens trade Mark Andrews? And what would you be willing to trade him for? And you can put a ridiculous trade. You could say, I would trade him for, you know, Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Like, you know, you, you can have fun with it. It doesn't have to be a realistic yeah. trade. You know, whatever it is. 30 first-round picks. That's all good. Guys, let us know what you guys are thinking about it. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe down below for daily Ravens content. If you're listening on the podcast platform, follow, uh, subscribe, rate five stars, um, re- leave a review. There's there's so many platforms going on. With every single one has a different name. But thank you so much. Hopefully you enjoyed, th- and we will see all of you again next time.